Hi there, and welcome to WestCon Gab and Grow. I'm Mary Beth Griffin, and I'm your host. I've been a Westerner for over 30 years, and I've seen lots of changes here during those years, but some things stay the same, and one of those is the difficulty of adjusting to college. It's easy for students to become overwhelmed by college. There's a world of change between what life's like in high school and what it's like in college. Expectations of you are much higher, along with the costs, and it can feel like too much all at once, especially when you're just getting started. The thing is, there are plenty of great resources at Western, all here to help you grow. But if you don't know what's out there, how can you grab it? And that's where we come in. Each episode of Western Gab and Grow will bring a topic to the table, and we're going to introduce you to people and places both on campus and in the Danbury community that can be resources to you during your time here. Early on, Western Gavin Grow will focus on the transition from high school to college, and it's going to acquaint you with some of the people that you must know and things that you should do to get you started on the right foot. But we won't stop there. As we continue the podcast, we'll also be talking about things you'll need to get through your whole time at Western. We'll talk about things like activities to participate in, opportunities for study abroad, internships, co-ops, job searching, life skills, time management, graduate school prep, connecting with your professors, research opportunities, athletics, and arts and entertainment. You name it, we'll try to cover it. And here's what we think is the best thing. You don't have to invest a lot of time or travel somewhere special or sit with people you don't know to get this information. It's going to be available to you 24 hours a day anytime you want. You can listen to it 12 times in a row if you want, although I'd suggest you wear headphones then and maybe recommend that you listen to the podcast on time management. But it does mean if you don't have a need for help with the writing in the fall, you might want to skip the episode on the Writing Center now. But in the spring, when you have that writing intensive class, the podcast is still going to be there ready with information for you when it's convenient for you. If you're too busy to get into a theater production or sporting event, you'll be able to hear what's coming later in the year, and you can plan to attend then. Westcon Gab and Grow is here to help. If you have something you're interested in, but you don't see it on the episode list, drop me an email to let me know. You can reach me at griffinm at wcsu.edu. For you military types, that's Gulf Romeo India Foxtrot, Foxtrot India November Mike at wcsu.edu. That's it. I hope you'll listen. So welcome. We're at our inaugural episode of what we're calling Westcon Gab and Grow, and uh, it's it's about people, places, and things, and resources here at Western that are going to help students out. So, in the first couple weeks of college, it can be really overwhelming for people. Um, so our first episode is really talking about what it's like to become a college student. And we have two very special guests with us today. Um, we have Dr. Missy Alexander, who is our Provost and Vice President for Academic Affairs, and Dr. Walter Kramer, our Dean of Students. So welcome. Thank you. Thank Good you. to be here. Dr. Alexander, people don't know what a provost is. So can you talk a little bit about what it is that you do as a provost? Sure. Uh, as soon as I figure it out, I'll let you know. 
So the provost, uh, the other half of my title is Vice President for Academic Affairs, and uh, that's a lot of title. Mm -hmm. um, but it basically means I'm responsible for all of our academic programs, from uh, the majors and the minors and the quality of them, as well as the student support systems that accompany them, like uh, you know tutoring and, and, uh, and our first year experience. So I try to oversee all of that. I, the day-to-day -day of that is probably tedious for students to understand, but at the end of the day, I actually do meet with students uh, when they are having trouble navigating our system, mm -hmm. uh, having difficulty figuring out how to get in and out of Western or want a great opportunity um, in, in terms of that. So th in, that's the short version of mm -hmm. what I do. I work with the deans. The deans then run their schools, and I try to make sure that everything we're doing is of the highest quality. Great. Dr. Kramer, I think it's the same thing. More students have probably heard of a dean of students, but I'm guessing an equal amount don't know what it is you are. <laughs> uh, that's a good question. Well, I mean, for the most part, I, um, I work with the Vice President of Student Affairs, who's the Chief Student Affairs Officer and oversees all the things, essentially, that happen outside the classroom, although many of the things we do supplement and complement what happens in the classroom. We try to be supportive. Um, and I, in addition to that, I then am responsible for certain specific areas, uh, supervised, uh, the people that run certain areas, such as the counseling center, health mm -hmm. services, uh, judicial affairs, etc. Uh, and I, I consider myself primarily um, the chief student advocate for, you know, helping students to get connected and deal with the issues that uh, that they face as they make a transition to college and you know their journey through the, the experience here at Westcott. Great. So here's a, a really easy, I hope, first question. What is a college student? <laughs> well, <laughs> That's easy, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness. I think I'd defer to the provost on that. <laughs> uh, well, so I think uh, the answer to that is simple and complex, right? The simple answer is it's a person ready to explore the next level of their education and help them develop into who they would like to be in their adult years, right? So we're that moment between high school and full adulthood. I frequently describe our traditional undergraduates as beginner adults, you know, <laughs> that uh, that they're here with support from us to help them navigate the kinds of responsibilities of making really important decisions about your own life. So we help them in that process. But they're transitioning from home to being a, a, a a kid, a big kid, mm -hmm. I guess, into adulthood. And in the process of that, they're exploring ways in which they want to be in life. And those are potential careers, right? Mm -hmm. Or potential uh, ways that they want to express um, their citizenship, uh, their creative side, all of those things. So it's definitely, you know, very simply, I'm here, I want to choose a major, and I want to know what my career is going to be. But in mm -hmm. reality, it's much more complicated than that. Right. But I also want to remind you that many of our students aren't straight from high school. Mm -hmm. So those students are transitioning in a very different way. But the traditional model, it's really that that station between high school and full adulthood. Mm -hmm. So if we stay on that, that idea of that transition from high school to college, what kinds of things, how is, how is a college student different from a high school student? Mm. Decision-making power. Right? Oh, yes, indeed. Right. 
I mean, I think that there's a great, although we help all of our incoming first year students mm -hmm. with a schedule for them, right? They have much more control over what's in that schedule than they did mm -hmm. in high school. They have much more control over how they spend their time than they did in high school. And there's a great uh, shift in expectations of their responsibility for their work. Uh, that happens. So in, in, if I think about the biggest leap from high school to college in the first semester, it's okay, I just had to level up. And mm -hmm. there are real consequences for my decisions, mm -hmm. you know, uh, from things that don't seem that big at first, but can add up to, I don't want to take that course, I'm going to drop it. And suddenly you don't have enough credits, mm -hmm. right? To things about understanding how much time you have to spend on task, right? to managing your time. Indeed, that's really one of the big things about that control. It's time. Mm -hmm. You have time, and now you're in control of it, and do you know how to organize it? I think, if I may, the, the mm -hmm. other thing is um, the kinds of, uh, particularly for the high school transition from high school, um, is the, the external controls as well, mm -hmm. that, that, that you are... You're not given daily assignments by um, by your teachers. You're usually given a, well, a syllabus, and then it's up to you to, to take control of that. And um, although you know 65% of our students are commuters, uh, even those um, that locus control switches from a parent typically to um, the time that the, mm -hmm. the, the students are on campus, and and that can be a significant amount of time. Thanks. And then they are responsible, you know, for that as as well. And um, so I think going back to something you said uh, earlier, Dr. Alexander, about uh, exploring, I think of that Mark Twain, well, it's attributed to Mark Twain, uh, with the quote that ends up, explore, dream, discover. And I mm. think that's really a key, that it's an opportunity, even if a student knows exactly what they want to do, which we know they change their major yeah. uh, <laughs> several times between uh, when they enter and they leave, it really is the time that they take that opportunity to explore and dream and really discover who they are and where they want to go. So if a student's coming in to school, and let's let's just keep this focused on that traditional age student for now, what do they need to do right away to make them successful? Well, I think the biggest thing is to really get connected. Uh, we say that a lot. I know we say that a lot. Uh, but the research does show that those students who who get a connection with a faculty member or with a student organization, with a you know someone they're living within the resident or living uh, within the residence hall or their roommate, that 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 gets them connected early, and then they relax into uh, familiarizing themselves with the campus, and um, I think that makes uh, you know such a big difference. Uh, as opposed to the student who just goes to class and leaves and or goes to class and then goes off campus to a job. So that to me is the most important thing, you know, get connected, e explore and do new things too. Mm -hmm. So I would uh, not disagree with what Dean Kramer just said, but I want to add to it. Okay. Um, uh, first off, pay attention to the connections we have set up for you. So mm -hmm. on the one hand, I've just said to you, we've taken away some of the things that were structured for you, mm -hmm. right, in high school, and now you're making those decisions. But we have a first-year course, right, and in right. that first-year course, you're supposed to be learning about all sorts of resources on campus. Mm -hmm. So that sometimes sounds like a big bunch of information that you're just trying to get your 
mind around early, but just keep it in the back of your mind. But get get connected early. So yes, I agree. You should get into some club. You should come to some activities as soon as possible because whether you're commuting around campus, it doesn't make any difference. Having other people to bond mm -hmm. with, to be with while you're here is really important. They just become your group. But you can start that even in the classes mm -hmm. you're in. You know, is there somebody to study with? Is there somebody to ride with? Is there somebody to have a coffee with and say, I didn't understand that, did you? You know, <laughs> it's really important. Find uh, your advisor straight away. Also, perhaps one of the faculty members that you have in your first week is somebody you think you should go talk to. Mm -hmm. Actually, that's a really good thing to do. Get connected to somebody who's interesting to you mm -hmm. and just talk to them about what they do and why they're doing it. That'll help you sort through what you are interested in studying, but also just understand how uh, college faculty think, right? And they're all different, but there's this passion for discipline that is a, is a uniting variable. So that kind of connected. Also really important to understand that I've told you you're responsible now You've got to meet out your homework. You've got to do it yourself. But you are going to get at least one course that you are puzzled by, that you are confused by, that you don't understand at all. And we have tutoring resources. Go right away. Don't wait till midterms. Mm -hmm. Go the first week and say, I can see this is my challenge course. Give me some strategies. Sometimes that's about how to do that course. Sometimes that's just about how to study, getting help with that. So get connected to that. Because the worst thing a student can do is wait until midterms to understand that they need help. If you ask for help right in the first week, and I want to say this clearly, lots of students think asking for help shows that they're not mm -hmm. prepared. Trust me, the most prepared students ask for the most help. <laughs> get in there and ask for help. You know, Let us support you. So get that connection too. Yeah. yeah, that was actually one of the questions I was going to ask was for a lot of students, they aren't knowing how they're doing in a class until they get that first midterm grade. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's a little late to get started. So, sure. you know, it's I think it's being aware of what you're doing and actually showing up for class. <laughs> well, that's yeah. a big thing. But, you know, I would I would say to you that many, many, the majority of my first year courses mm -hmm aren't structured around the traditional just midterm mm -hmm. and final. But some of them still right. are. But most of them aren't. So you should have an idea. Mm -hmm. But if you are in that class mm -hmm. that is the midterm final, that is the most important class to go see the faculty member in. Right. Make sure that you're doing the right studying. Make sure that you're, you know, got, you have a grip on how to prep for that midterm. Okay. And they will meet with you. Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, the vast majority of them will welcome you coming into their office and saying, okay, listen, these are my notes. Is this the way that my notes should look? Or what am I going to anticipate, right? For the ones that are doing more regular assessments of you, you know, a series of small assignments, you really have a lot of information to go on and go ask your, if you do badly on them, go ask your professor. Mm -hmm. Go ask. Don't sit and wonder. Go ask. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one of the big differences between high school and college um, is the office hours that, that the faculty have. Mm -hmm. And I would, I would just build on what you're saying, that it, it's important to go visit your faculty member during office hours, not because you necessarily have a problem, but because the faculty member is a good person to get to know. And, and uh, uh, the more you get connected that way with the faculty member, the more the faculty member understands you. And quite frankly, in the long run, that might be the very faculty member that could write a, a, you know, a good recommendation for you for a scholarship or for um, getting into a, you know, an internship or, or even a job afterwards. And I just want to pick up on something you said, Dr. Alexander, um, about the resource centers, because 
I, I know one of the most successful students I've ever had here at school uh, was an outstanding student. She had straight A's. And guess what she did every time she had a paper due? She went to the writing center mm -hmm. and she gave it to one of the tutors in there and um, got feedback. And, and I think that's another misconception that a lot of students have is they have to not be doing well to get support through the centers because they're terrific centers, all of them. Mm -hmm. So that's, And there are so many case. places for people to get help, like you said, the Tutoring Resource Center, the Writing Center, the Math Clinic, in the residence halls. We have academic resource mentors and past volunteers who can help students yeah. out. You know, I know there are all kinds of other programs on campus and, and within majors where people have have students who will help other students yeah. and faculty who are willing to take you in and explain some concept that you're not getting. So I think it's that idea of not being afraid to ask for yeah. help. Yeah. And um, the library, you know, um, yeah. I haven't been uh, in the classroom for a couple semesters, but I mean, that's one of the biggest things that I make sure that the students go to the library and, and for whether it's a, a traditional student or non-traditional student, that's kind of a epiphany that, that it, you know, it's not just a collection of books because it's not really just a collection of books <laughs> anymore. And the, the, the quality of the support you can get from the library staff sure. is really super. And, and actually, over the last several years, we've moved much of the support systems into the library so that it's a hub of that support, mm -hmm. right? On the West Side campus, we have the Learning Commons. Right. And on the Midtown campus, the students, many of the student success supports are in the library so that you have a one-stop. And, right. and we're continuing to invest in that. There will be more supports coming in the next year that are based there because as a, as a you know, as I like to observe, that even our students who are residential are commuter because we have two campuses, mm -hmm. right? And so what is really important, and we've been designing this way for the last several years in our renovations, is that all buildings have a place to gather, to sit, mm -hmm. to regroup, because you're going to do that, right? I mean, you do that between classes, mm -hmm. you know? Now I'm not going to go back to the west side till later because I have one at this time. So the library becomes a really great place to stop mm -hmm. and get that support. So we're continuing to invest there, and there's a lot of good good help to be done. But, you know, I, I find that um, that it's really about the asking, right? And I, you know, I just remember that when I was an undergraduate, the idea of going to a faculty member's office was very intimidating mm -hmm. to me, you know, and I, I was scared. I thought I was bothering them. Right. And I, if I can say anything, you know, firmly, it's not it's that's not a bother, you know. Go and talk to them and ask them, you know, what's going on. Ask them how they chose their major. Ask right. them how they came to be passionate about that. Mm -hmm. You know, you may find as you're moving down the line that it's not the academic support that you want, but it's really other kind of mentorship, mm -hmm. right? You know, lots of our faculty do scholarship with students. You know, mm -hmm. we do some research. This is a wonderful experience getting to know what they do research about. It will help you when you get to your senior projects mm -hmm. and all of that. So it's good to get that sense of who they are and also it's that way of sorting out what you're really going to study you may come in with a major you think you want and then you really do some work and you're like I am not going to like that mm -hmm. I will be better served by this kind of major that's also good you know it's not it's okay to change your mind and and move on but one of the best ways to do that and I love where the the student affairs uh, work like the clubs work in tandem with the mm -hmm. academic affairs. You know, some of the best clubs on campus are, you know, courses that they're, they're disciplinary focused right. clubs where they have both things going on, where there are leadership roles for students, where they're going to conferences, and they're also doing some of the 
um, more traditionally, I'll call it uh, in quotes, fun things, because <laughs> I think all of those things are fun. But, you know, there are activities that are more sort right. of let's celebratory and, and or just let's go apple picking, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. But they tend to, they often focus around majors, you know, and you'll find, you know, that you that, that there's a good way to bring students together. In fact, one of the reasons I really love those clubs is because it doesn't divide on commuter, non-commuter, mm-hmm. right? That that's a, it doesn't matter. You're all in the club together and you meet and you do the work and it helps you bring, bring those groups together, mm-hmm. okay? Yeah, I think that's really important. And, and one of the things you said about about getting to know your faculty members. We've we've done some programs in the halls where we've brought faculty in to talk about their own academic journeys. And it's been, for me, it's been fascinating. And I think the students who have participated in those when we've done them have also found it so. I mean, you get to find out not just how they chose that major, but what that path was that got them there and that they too struggled in classes mm-hmm. and that they have a passion for something that you might never have known. You know, for example, both of you are, are musicians. Correct. And and <laughs> students aren't generally going to have the opportunity to get to know that about you unless they take advantage of some of those those mm-hmm. times to find that. So it's it's a great way to find out more about someone and to, like you said, explore some of those ideas. Did they always want to be a professor? Did they consider another option? Did they have another career and then choose this? Because all those things go into your own process of making a decision about what you want to be when you grow up. So you make me, you're making me laugh because I used to have a, a professor when I was in my graduate program, my PhD program, who said, I think that students think we live in the chalk closet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, it also makes, you know, so, so those kinds of conversations mm-hmm. help students understand the wholeness of their faculty. But that is, in fact, one of the critical transitions, Mm -hmm. right? That you're not thinking of your faculty as that person at the front of the classroom that just gives out assignments, whatever, but actually a potential mentor, Mm -hmm. in some cases a potential friend, Mm -hmm. uh, and somebody that has this whole experience that you should benefit from, not just their expertise in your discipline. And that that is the kind of you know, if you want to use a a, a, a metaphor, it's a, a kind of networking process, mm-hmm. you know, to help you understand who's the resource on this, you know, who can help me understand where I should do an internship or, or how to, how to regroup, you know. And so we're, but the, that relationship is different from the high school relationship mm-hmm. with your teacher. Not that high school teachers don't do right. some mentoring as well. Of course they do and they're wonderful careers and they're wonderful for supports for developing, but it's a different thing. It's a, you know, you get in on a research project with a faculty member, there's a kind of equality to it, mm-hmm. you know, a collaborative nature that's a little different thing and that's the real transition, yeah. right? Not just ownership of your time and your time management mm-hmm. skills and your decision making, but how do I have a kind of adult working relationship right. with somebody who is a scholar? And, and there are so many opportunities mm-hmm. for that, too. You know, mm-hmm. we have Research Day every spring, mm-hmm. and there's amazing work that students are doing with the support of their faculty. I mm-hmm. mean, I've been judging for the past couple of years, and it's wild, the, the expanse of things. It's not just focused in STEM. It's in every discipline that students have opportunities to do some crazy 
crazy great things. Yes, absolutely. And that's that's a, you know, in the parlance of higher ed language, that's a high impact practice, mm -hmm. right? When you do uh, uh, really apply your research, really do it. And we have a lot of students that go off and present to conferences every year. They do Western Research Day, which is a great day where mm -hmm. we get to see a portfolio of all the kinds of great work at the university. But they're also going, you know, we mm -hmm. have Bio and Chem go every year, the Marketing Society goes, mm -hmm. the Justice and Law students go to a conference every year, the Meteorology students, mm -hmm. you know, they're, they're out there, they're engaged, and they're doing it. So it's kind of growing into owning your discipline, too, by the time you're a senior. That's what, we, that's what we're trying to do with you from first year to graduation, you know, help you grow and, and feel like you are, are knowledgeable and understanding of an area. I know that you can ask the next question and, and look for responses. Those are really great outcomes. And the, the great thing uh, about that experience with the students is they do extremely well mm -hmm. uh, when they're put up against other universities. And so it also gives them a better sense of where they fit in the world and the confidence that, you know, uh, WestCon has a great educational program for Absolutely. them and, and, and prepares them well for mm -hmm. the future, yeah. Yeah, actually, we've had students win top papers and, and prizes at conferences mm -hmm. fairly regularly, Yeah, you know, which is exciting. It's great. Um, we're getting close to being out of time, so I just wanted to ask, if you had one or two resources on campus that were your favorite uh, things that you think students ought to know about, what would those be? Well, I think... Uh, I would say the library, actually, because I think that's that's um, one of the most misunderstood of this generation. Um, not only is it is it a great place to get support, as I mentioned earlier, but it's it's a tremendous place to create a space for study, whether it's by yourself or with small groups, because there there you know there are rooms in there that small groups of six to eight can meet and develop that kind of relationship with your study habits, whether it's individual or collectively. And uh, so that would be the number one thing that I would say to look at. I, you know, and I've mentioned tutoring several times here, which is important, but I think the bigger picture is advising. Mm -hmm. Whether it's your faculty advisor or if you're undeclared, you're with the uh, Academic Advising Center, get to know those folks fast quickly mm -hmm. and you know and you can uh, grow from there you'll be able to change advisors as needed in other words if you change your major and all of that but get that support fast so that you know who to call you know the first week of college is ad drop right. and you might find you need to change a class you want guidance fast don't mm -hmm. do it without talking so just start there and then obviously I think you should meet your faculty members overall but get started with that advisor first thing. Great. So thanks again for being with us. And that's going to wrap things up for our premiere episode of Westcon Gab and Grow. Some of the topics that we're going to be covering in the next few weeks are getting involved on campus, what's an arm, fall athletics, and the upcoming day of service. We hope you'll come back to take a listen. Thanks again, Dr. Alexander and Dr. Kramer for joining us on our new podcast. I know we're going to see you back again. And thanks to you, all of you, for listening. I hope you'll check back often to see what we have to say. And if you have any questions or you have any ideas about topics you want us to cover, email me at griffinm at wcsu.edu. That's it for WestCon Gab and Grow.